you, thank you. Um, hasn't it been amazing hearing just the stories of God's goodness and faithfulness? I, I almost kind of just don't want to say anything. I kind of just want to hear from, uh, hear from more of you. But um, as we've said this evening, tonight is an opportunity uh, for us to take some time to, to pause, uh, to thank God for his goodness, to, to hear about his goodness in the lives of others so that we might be uh, encouraged too. Um, because you know what, we might not always see it and hear it and experience God's goodness for ourselves, um, particularly when we're going through some difficult times. So it's really great to have our faith kind of stirred and lifted uh, and, and know that God is moving and working in the lives of those around us. And so kind of the hope is um, that tonight that you will feel lifted up uh, and encouraged uh, and stirred up, excited um, for what God is going to do uh, in your life. Um, and so wherever you are right now, if you were kind of just to take a to kind of take the, the spiritual temperature of your life right now. It might be that you're kind of right there with those people saying, yes, you know, I'm, I'm hearing, I'm experiencing God, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of feeling and knowing and experiencing answer prayer. Or it might be that you're like, God, where are you? Where are you in my life? Where are you in this world that seems to be suffering and hurting so much? Wherever you are, I want to encourage you uh, to choose three things this evening. And I want to encourage us to be active in, in choosing one or all of those things. Uh, and I want to explain just very briefly. I'm not going to speak for too long because uh, I'd love for us to have uh, extra time for kind of worship uh, and prayer. But I want to explain why I think they're a really good idea that you make some of those choices this evening. And so I want us to choose gratitude to choose joy, and to choose love. Philippians, the verses that we just read, the whole, the whole book, the letter of Philippians, is a, is a personal letter uh, from Paul uh, to a church that, that we get the privilege of hearing from and learning from. Uh, at this particular point, Paul is in prison, uh, and he's writing to this church to thank them for helping him when he really needed it. And he says that when he spends time thinking of them, he is thankful. And I wonder in our kind of fast-paced, busy lives, um, how often we, we stop to not only be thankful to those who helped us or are helping us, but also to show our gratitude to them in some way. So like Paul, I, I just want to encourage you to choose gratitude today. Why not choose to tell someone, or, or even better, show someone who is important to you that they are important to you? Why not choose to carve out moments each day, even in these difficult times, to be thankful for all that you have? And who are you thankful for? It may be that there are particular individuals that you are thankful for. You know, as, as human beings, we're capable of great kindness, but we also have the capacity, don't we, to cause a lot of harm. And so who is it that we want to be thankful to? And grateful for. As Paul was grateful to the Philippians, he was actually even more grateful to God, who he recognized had worked such kindness through them since he began the church there. He recognized that God was at work in them and in their generosity, because that's the thing about gratitude, isn't it? If we use it, if we deploy it, then we're actually able to see God at work much more than if we're kind of 
sat on our own and feeling miserable. And if we're able to choose to be grateful and thankful to God, we're able to see God at work. Because he is at work. That's his promise. And God stays true to his promises. And so we can choose gratitude to remember God's goodness, but also to open our eyes to what he's doing right now. And we can also choose joy, because actually remembering doesn't always make us joyful. You know, if we're not careful, we can come, become resentful. You know, we say, oh, you know, look at the amazing thing that kind of God did then, but actually things are pretty rubbish now. What about now? Or, oh, you know, well, you know, God's doing some wonderful things in that person's life over there. Well, that's fine and dandy for them, but what about me now? And now, of course, I'm not diminishing or dismissing the really challenging and heartbreaking times that we can all endure in our lives. They are rubbish. They are totally rubbish, and we need to call them out as that. But Paul's example is there for us to show us that he chose joy. He was, he was imprisoned, and he was alone. But he prayed for the Philippian church. He chose gratitude, and he chose to remember them with joy. You know, God gave him the power and the ability to put his discomfort to one side. And, and he didn't let it dissolve into jealousy. You know, well, they're kind of running free over there, and I'm stuck here. Or dissolve into anger. Well, you know, God's favored them, but he's deserted me. You know, their story was an encouragement to Paul that Christ wins every single time. He triumphs over all circumstances, always. It might not, be, it might not feel like it's immediate and here and now, but that's the truth. You know, death didn't hold Jesus back. And there will be tough and challenging seasons in our lives. But Jesus never holds back from you in the midst of those. Because he plays the long game. In our verses today, we heard, He who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. If you say yes to Jesus, if you choose Jesus, the good work begins. You know, Jesus is not going anywhere. He's drawn to you, but he's not going to force you to accept him. He invites you to choose him, and his promise is that he will bring you joy beyond what you have ever known before. So let's just say that, that you're with me for a second. Let's just say that you've kind of said, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm ready, I'm choosing gratitude. I'm going to choose joy. Let's say you're joyfully grateful or gratefully joyful. Like, fine. That, you know, that probably makes you a really nice, warm, kind of snuggly, kind of friendly person, uh, which is great. We need lots of warm, snuggly, kind of friendly people uh, in the world, don't we? But what about making this final choice? And this final choice is to choose love. In verse, verses 9 and 10, Paul says, This is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. That was Paul's prayer for the Philippian church. I think it would be his prayer for us today, that our love 
for one another, our appreciation and our understanding of one another would grow and be the kind of love that has knowledge as well as discernment. And by that, I mean, it's, you know, this isn't some kind of blind love that says, well, I just love everyone and I love everything. I mean, you'd run yourself ragged if you tried to uh, live that out. But it's a love that has wisdom and it makes good choices, healthy choices. It's a love that loves well and loves wisely. Because when you love well and you love wisely, you love sincerely and truthfully and righteously. You know, because being, being sincere is important, but it's, but it's not enough. You know, the, the notorious sinners of Jesus' day, such as you know, the tax collectors, you know, they were sincere, but it didn't mean that they were pure and blameless and acting with integrity. You know, we, we need to receive God's love for us because it's only God's love that is sincere and righteous. It makes us right. It makes us blameless before him. It opens the door to a, a love that is able to grow. It says yes to a love that is able to grow and abound more and more and more because there is always more with God. You know, our, our love for ourselves, our love for others can kind of ebb and flow. It can rise and fall depending on our, our circumstances and our mood. But God's love, the love that he wants to fill us up with and love others with is limitless. And so that's what we're saying thank you to God for this evening. We're thanking him for his goodness, his faithfulness, and his love. You know, and we can do that whether we follow Jesus for years and years and years. Or actually, we can do that whether we've never said yes to Jesus coming into our lives before. And so I want to invite the, the band to come back up. We're going to spend some time now uh, worshiping God um, some more. Um, but I really want to encourage you to be active in this time. Um, we, we're going to stand up and sing. That's what we're going to kind of do. Um, but I'd really encourage you uh, to make, make some choices this evening. And it might be that one of those particular choices resonates with you. Um, perhaps you really kind of want to say, God, I just help me to choose gratitude. Help me to choose to be joyful. Help me to choose to, to love others well. Or it might be that you're like, God, I'm feeling kind of pretty lost at the moment. I don't know where you are. I don't know what you're doing in the world. Maybe you've been worshipping so far and you're like, this is kind of leaving me a bit like I hear it, but I don't feel it. And so I'd really encourage you as we worship, we're, there'll be some people here to pray. Um, I'd encourage you, if you want to, to worship God, have a conversation with him during worship as we sing together. But if you want to pray to make those choices. If you want to choose Jesus tonight, perhaps you haven't chosen to say yes to Jesus before, we would love to pray with you. And if there's anything that's kind of making you worried or anxious or fearful tonight, we want to pray that God would break through into those situations for you. And, and I think we've said this over the last few weeks, but kind of the world needs you. <laughs> the world needs the church. The world needs Jesus. 
And actually, it doesn't start with kind of you know, fireworks and kind of big, bold stuff. Sometimes it starts with just a prayer at the side of a church. Because that's where God kind of meets with people. He meets with people in all the kind of the big places as well. But I think sometimes he meets us in just those quiet moments of prayer. Um, and so we're going to sing together now. Um, and if the prayer ministry team would be, be ready, uh, we would love to pray um, and help you make those choices uh, this evening. Thank you so much. Let's, uh, let's worship. Since um, 2010, Christ Church has partnered with St. Nicholas Church in Kalewe in Kampala. And during that time, it's been incredible just to see God at work in terms of relationships that we've built. The, um, the pictures will show you some of, of what's there. I think they'll just hopefully roll, roll around on their own. Yeah. Um, as you look at the circumstances there in which people are living, that's perhaps the first thing you'll notice when you go into Kalewe. But actually, I've learned over these past years that that's a community of hope. Um, a community of life, a community of joy, and a community of great thankfulness as well. So all the things we've been talking about tonight. Part of Karis's work is to work with families, and I'm going to ask Ketra just to describe some of what um, happens with, with, with the families who are both in Kalewe and in the other areas like that, um, with, and what Karis do in terms of bringing orphans into families is part of what you do, isn't it? So can you explain a bit? Yes, thank you. Uh, first of all, praise the Lord. <laughs> yes, my name is Ketra. I must say it's deep stuff here. I love the singing. I got slain and forgot about... <laughs> the reason I came. I just enjoyed everything. Praise the Lord. Yes, I am the director of, of Karis Ministry in the Diocese of Kampala. Greetings from my family. I'm married to Armstrong. We have four children. Esther is 20, David 18, Deborah is 10, and then little Isaac, five years. I love to be here. You have a very beautiful country. Praise the Lord for the rods, for the everything, apart from the coldness. <laughs> Yes, uh, so I thank God. This is a very practical church. Thank you for partnering with Kalere community to preach the gospel through Karis ministry. So yes, it's true. 12 years ago, about 12 years ago, yes, a relationship started between this church and Kalere church. And I thank God that I was there. I saw it grow. I saw it being born and grow. I saw teams of people coming to Kalere to visit. They went around in the slums. They visited families. Uh, most of them were young people. Some were not young people. But it was beautiful. And out of that, um, this church raised uh, families. And the Kalere church raised families. And so this ministry works through links. So through this link, the link between this church and Kaleri Church, we currently have 31 families and about uh, 170 people are being reached out to. And so um, Caris provides health care. And uh, with health care, we give them food. So every last Thursday of the month, 
a truck will go around um, meeting families. There are six churches so far that are linked through Karis in Kampala. And so a truck will go around uh, giving food to the waiting people. But uh, just before that happens, the gospel is preached. And with Karis Ministry, we take on uh, Christian families, non-Christian non -Christian families, Muslims. So it's a great opportunity to share the gospel of Christ with each of these families. And then we give um, medical care. Uh, we're counting through uh, the way we do it. And so the 170 people that are being helped through this relationship if one is ill, they just show up at the clinic. There are clinics we have identified in these communities. You just show up with your medical identification card, and you're given treatment. And that is something very important, very big. Then we do training seminars. We give health education through the funds that we receive out of the 31 families out of this congregation. And so we are very grateful to God that that is happening. Many people testify that God has restored hope and dignity through this ministry. And it is because of you. So thank you. Thank you very much. And may God bless you. These people are always praying for you and wondering what kind of people you are, that you can love people you have not met this big this much. Thank you so much. Ever since this church uh, started relating with St. Nicholas Church, I have seen the face of Kalere community change. I would invite all of you to come to Kalere and see for yourselves. It's in a low-lying area, um, like you've seen, and so whenever it rains, Reverend Brian has been there. Floods would just, you know, can you imagine floods in church? Just church floods. There's a school that's uh, owned by the church. The school would flood everywhere. But with your support, with your love, we're able to put up um, flood barriers. And for so many years, uh, this church gave us funds that we used to top up salaries for the teachers, motivate them, provide lunch for the children, what can I say? Thank you very much. People have been restored. Many people tell me, I now feel like a human being. It now feels normal. Children are no longer chased from school for non-payment of school fees. It is so bad when you're being chased here and there. So many young people come unto me and say, I feel normal now. School is good. I nearly let go, but now I love school. And uh, generally, we have so far seen 76 young people through school, through university, through vocational training, and 810 people have benefited from Caris ministry. God's people, thank you for being practical. Christ Church Winchester, we love you, and may God bless you. <laughs> Thank you, Ketra. That, 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 I, th I think, um, as, as Ketra has described there, that this has been a long-term partnership. 
And I think it's as we walk together side by side that we learn more of where God is at work. And the important bit for me, at, at least, and I think for others who visited there, is that this isn't one-way traffic. It's not us going there. Um, but it's also how we are changed as we meet Jesus in that community and the changes that that makes to those who visited. The most recent um, visitor was, was Megan, who was there as part of the kids' camp this year. Uh, and Megan, I, I think we've been talking about thankfulness and hope, but I know you saw a slightly different side of that. But, um, Megan, we, we, we've, we've talked a lot about a community of hope. We've talked about how, um, through working together, we've seen lives changed and families changed um, within Kalewe. But I know, I think we need to carry with that, as we've already shared in some of the circumstances tonight, that there are times when we go through where it is painful and places where we sometimes wonder where God is actually working. And I know you saw an element of that from some of the kids you were working with um, this summer. Just want to share briefly about that. Yeah, there's not, not much more to add. I think Ketra has said it all. Um, Bam, there is time to book your holiday, so get those requests in. Um, yeah, the part of what Karis does is runs a summer camp for young people, so kind of eight to, how high did we go, 24, 25? 23, 24 this year. Um, there were 280 children and young people at the camp this year, um, which in itself was incredible um, to be in a room worshipping with, um, yeah, 280 young people plus team was amazing. Um, and as Ketra said, these children and young people come from six areas, six churches around Kampala. Um, and we visited some of the families um, at their homes before we went to the camp. And I think that, for me, was huge to know where these children and young people are coming from, um, knowing that they're not just arriving at camp and getting off the bus and um, that was it. Um, but actually, there is a story behind each of them and visiting just a handful of the families, getting to know them, um, being completely welcomed in to a stranger's house, um, to sit with um, these families, to have them pray for us and for us pray with them um, was amazing. I think one of the things that really impacted me when we were visiting the families is that every person we visited turned to us and said, wow, I'm glad you're here. We are glad that you made it through the last two years of COVID. Uh, we were praying for you. Um, and actually, so to know that the families um, out in Uganda are praying for us, um, just as we are praying for them, was really special. But as the children arrived at camp, to know that behind each and every child and young person, there was a story, there was a family. Um, and to see, yeah, lives transformed. Uh, 50 young people gave their life to Jesus on the first day of camp, uh, which was amazing. Um, and I'm so many more lives were changed throughout the week. Um, and the theme was hope alive no matter what. So kind of teaching that over the week of camp um, and equipping the children and young people to then go back to their homes and carry that message into their communities too. Was, yeah, I mean, I've been changed through it. <laughs>